Welcome to another episode of the My Creative District podcast, where we discuss how to channel your creative power into building the life you want, building the business you want, and making the impact you want. We believe creatives can live out a passionate and fulfilled life when they completely embrace their unique design and purpose. Want to turn your passion into profit? Stay tuned to hear from industry professionals, paradigm shifters, and world changers who have done just that and live it every day. This is the My Creative District podcast with your host, Jesse Paul Smith. Hey guys, today I am interviewing Concept and we're going to actually be discussing the importance of understanding your own foundation. But before we get there, I wanna remind you that my Creative District and Worldwide Dance Challenge just opened, reopened enrollment into the Worldwide Dance Challenge Academy. If you know anyone that would be interested in learning how to dance from instructors across the world, have them visit worldwidedancechallenge.com forward slash academy to learn more. Now, this guy that I am bringing to today's episode is quite a unique story. I'm excited to get into this because He is a dancer like myself and started out in the street styles, but we're going to get to talking about how he went from being a dancer to being an entrepreneur and understanding what it means to unlock your style. So concept, man, so happy to have you on the uh, episode. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) And so I just, I want to get right into it. I know that you've been doing this dance thing for a minute, but I want to even go back into kind of reach back into some context. So what was life like for concept at age 12? What were you doing back at the 12, 13 year old version of yourself? So 12 year old concept was a guy named Paul. (laughs) There's a little guy named Paul, not really a little guy, but he was just a dude named Paul. Dance was always there for me, but it was just, you know, just like anybody else. It was like family parties. I'm Filipino, so if you have a little bit of rhythm in the Filipino family, they call you out every party, like, hey, go out and do (laughs) something, go out and do something. So, I mean, since I could remember, that was me. My earliest memory of dance was being scared of Thriller. I hated that music video in the beginning because it was so scary. I ended up learning it and it's that's hella funny. But 12 to 14, You Got Served came out, changed the whole game. This dance crew in Sacramento, Boogie Monsters, they came out with a show that I so happened to decide to go to randomly. And that just kind of set it off for me. And I was like, you could do this on stage in front of people and you don't have to be like famous. You know what I mean? And so literally that year, there's another crew that came out that was like related, like a sister crew to that crew. Yeah. It was ran by uh, Joe LaRod and Brandon Greyhouse. And I auditioned. I was like, hey, whatever. And they opened me up to a world that I was like, yo, like, this is nuts. Like, this is a thing. Because I thought it was just movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but 12-year-old Paul was just a little bad kid that was horrible at school, trying to figure something else to do. <laughs> okay, okay. So when you say bad, when you say bad kid in school, what, I mean, what, what do you mean by that? Are we, just, are we just throwing pencil erasers at the teacher, or what are we talking here? No, I mean, we're not, I mean, we're not, we're not talking, you know. I wasn't, like, juvie bad. 
I, we could change the word bad to lazy probably and that would be more okay. accurate it wasn't more of like it was more of me not doing anything at all okay okay <laughs> so it was like you know i i just didn't find anything interesting but music and video games and just didn't do nothing man like school was just like flying by me <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying so you get involved in this crew age you know 12 13 14 what starts to happen after that so 14 i joined i joined there's a crew called press play and again i said it was joe larat and brandon Greyhouse. joe larat is a dancer for jabberwockies brandon Greyhouse dancing here still he has a studio out here that was just where all my heart was at that moment i was like yeah. hey i know i can get better at this because i'm a type of person that gets frustrated if I try something and I'm bad at it. Okay. So it's like, I just worked hard at it. And I mean, after maybe a year or two doing that, it kind of triggered my parents. I was four, I was a what, freshman in high school, staying out till four in the morning for hell weeks or practice or whatever you call it. And that's what triggered my parents to kind of like have a negative, like look on dance. That's when all that happened. And so for a minute, I was just kind of struggling with, maybe having to sneak out just to dance or mm. not or waking up late for school because I was dancing the night before and stuff like that. And I mean, honestly, as a 14 year old, I had no idea what I was grinding for. No clarity at all. Just going, just going, you know what I mean? Sure. As long as I become the best, I'm just going to go. Yeah. And that was just my mindset at that time. Little cocky kid, you know, yeah, <laughs> thinking yeah. I was the best already. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you get a part of press play, which I, I remember that crew, actually. What starts to happen as you guys start to evolve as a crew? How long were you in that crew for? So I was in it for one and a half to two years when they started. And then I left and then came back for another, like, almost a year. But what started to happen was naturally when I had to leave or when I couldn't come to practices, naturally I would do my own research, you know, what were my teachers, what my directors, what are they into, what kind of events did they go to, and then I kind of ended up towards like, okay, there's this whole video, when YouTube was like super HTML, (laughs) super basic, there was this video of like, this event where there's hell of people, and just one circle where two people are battling, and it opened up my head like, okay, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? And I kind of went into a rabbit hole and just started Mm. researching, researching, researching whatever it could be. And I found out what I was dabbling in and this crew was just choreography. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh man, you don't have to do this. (laughs) So again, with the same mentality of hunger, I was just researching into every little thing I could possible. Going into, back then it was like, I'm saying back then, oh my gosh. Back then it was forums, you know what I mean? You had the bboy.org, you had Boogie's own forums. And I would post footage and ask people and link up with people on forums and just get to the to the root, get to the real stuff. Like I, I was I was craving for it. I was like, where is it at? Like, how deeper can I go? And then at that moment, when I was trying to find something deeper, I found Crump. And when I found Crump, it rocked my whole world, dude. Like, it was just, like, imagine, like, walking in, and this is just an analogy, this didn't really happen. Imagine walking into a room, and it's just, like, a whole different world. Yeah. Like, a literally, like, post-apocalyptic or something. I don't know, I'm trying to get <laughs> it. 
trying to get creative, but you walk in and it just switches up. And yeah. that was me. And I was like, yo, this is dope. <laughs> yeah. And I just got lost in that, you know, and Crump, Crump really changed my dance, like for the better, for real. Just the, the, the culture. So when, how old were you when you stumbled into that art? That dance I was group? just turned 16. Okay. Okay. Just turned 16. And my homie uh, in school was talking about his dance crew, his dance group. And I was like, I dance too. You know what I mean? Like, what's up? And he was like, you sure, bro? And like being hella dramatic. I was like, uh, yeah, like whatever. I showed up and it was just like crumping. And I was like, yo, this is like rise. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I was like, yo, I was like, you guys really do this stuff. And he was there like, yeah. I was like, all right, well, let's go. <laughs> so um, so that kind of brings me to this, you know, question, because you said you did a lot of research. And I think there's two school of, schools of thought that can come out of this. And I'm curious to get your opinion on it. But sometimes people do so much research that they get lost in their research. And right. then you've got the then you've got the camp that doesn't do any research, so they just jump in and then they're doing things just because they see it, not because they understand it. Right. Where's that? Where's that fine line for you to do the research and also to make sure that you're getting out there and actually participating and not just being being behind the screen, getting super smart about everything? Something that I've always done from the jump. I mean, to this day, it's what I do. It's um, I kind of think about it as like. And I can't think of anything else to compare it to, but it's like the Bible, right? You have a, the same word that comes out to everybody, but it depends on how you translate it, mm -hmm. right? People translate it into different ways. People interpret it different ways. People use it for different situations. Like it, it's, it's, it's flexible, right? So to me, when I research and I gain that knowledge, it's like, okay, what can you do with it, right? So if I have my own body and I learn popping, Right. Of course, they'll do Fresno, strutting, like all these popping techniques. My first thought was like, OK, how can you flip that in hip hop alone? I had this idea, which is funny because I heard it later, later on. But I had this idea that with music, with dancing, anything that's involving hip hop, if you could take something and flip it and make it your own, that's that's the answer. Right. So it's kind of hard determining the line. I mean, I. I use the research what I got and I kind of put it in my back pocket just in case someone wants to, 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 to check facts with me, you know, and then I'll just kind of live my life with all those, um, all the, with all that knowledge that I gained, I'll just live my life with it. I know it and I'll try to interpret it my way through my body. But if someone comes up like, Hey, blah, 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 blah. I can just like, all right, you want to see some traditional stuff? Got you. And I'll throw it at them. You know what I mean? But I've always wanted to go against that. Like I've always wanted to just keep going, uh, improving stuff. Even when I worked regular nine to fives, I had a job for the county where their filing cabinet was trash. So out of my own OCD, I organized everything and put it in an Excel data uh, in Excel sheet. I said, "Look, this is your new system. I know I'm a temp, but this is your new system. Keep using this because <laughs> it's like things can always be improved." So that's what I took. I did with my research and my knowledge I was like okay that was dope but it could be a little bit cooler if I did it this way you know what I mean so that's just something I kind of lived with I, I I to this day I'll see an idea like one of my people on my team would say an idea and I'd be like I'll go off tangent for a whole like 20 minutes on a 
a different version of their idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? so, so that's just kind of where I've been at. I think you bring up an important part, and I, I want to ask you this. You bring up the importance of actually seeing something that needs to be improved and right. not just looking at it, but actually improving it. You said you were a temp. So there, you could have just done the same system, not touched it and been like, Hey, it's your problem. Not mine. Why do, you, yeah, <laughs> why, why, why do you think that it's important to take ownership like that? No matter what you are doing in life. The first word that comes to my head when you ask me that is convenience for me. And it sounds a little selfish, but it's convenience for me. Like, how are you going to have me work your system and have me dread it? I might as well not work as hard, work hard for like a day and then not work as hard for the rest of the contract. So it's like with dance, I mean, again, improvement is a hard word to say also because it's subjective. In sure. my head, it's an improvement, but to somebody else, it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But mm-hmm. I just feel like the reason why I, I do that is is just boredom. I like contrast. I like things that change up. I like things that aren't the normal. You know, um, if I, I say this thing in my class all the time, if you see two minutes of the same thing in dance, say you're writing the same beat or doing the same style, not even the same style, like the same movement, you get boring. I don't care how dope you are. If you're doing the same thing for longer than two minutes, my mm. eyes are going to glaze over yeah i compare it to a roller coaster like when someone's dancing for longer than two minutes they look like a monorail you want to go up just to go down just to twist just to catch them off guard misdirect them you know that's why magicians do so great that's why roller coasters that's why movies have plots like anything involved with attention or attraction or entertainment has a dip to go up it's that hero's journey you know what i'm saying so I feel like when things are passed on for years and years and years and years, it's playing telephone. By the time it gets to me, it's like, that's boring. I don't, I don't want to disrespect anyone who does that for years and years, but in my head, I get like ADD with dance. I have to keep yeah. moving, you know what I mean? So yep. I don't know. It's just something I love. <laughs> the philosophy that was taught to me was leave it better than you found it. And, oh, yeah, uh, you know, and I, I think that there's something to be said about that because there's so many people that are, they see something and they're like, that's not my problem. And right. uh, they, they right. take their hands off. And sometimes, like you said, the, the word convenience comes to mind. I think you're robbing yourself mm-hmm. um, because, yeah, you might have to do a little bit more work up front, but you don't know what that little work up front might do for your future, you right. know? three weeks, three months, three years down the line. So I'm curious. So you, you know, you started doing this, you started this crew, you move on from that crew, you, you find crump. Let's talk about like, as you started dancing, obviously, did you, did you at any point, like, was there a point 16, 17, 18 years old where you're like, man, I think I want to do this for like a career. Yeah. So after crump, when I came back, the funny story is, I audition. I had to audition for press play again. I was coming with the understanding that I could just come back, mm. but new leadership, new people came in. I had audition. I didn't make it that time. So from there, I just kept with freestyle. I joined this crew. Uh, one of the leaders of first press play started a new crew. I joined that, and then I found my dance family, and we created the Goodfellas. And the mm. Goodfellas. That's the point 
where I was like, yeah, I could do this for a living. I could do this for the rest of my life. I just have to figure out how. Once I did Goodfellas, it was just a wrap for me. Like I wanted to just go as far as I can until I am good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Goodfellas really changed how I approached things because us as a group, we're, imagine a group of like some of the best friends, but also with skill levels that take out squads. Mm. Like we were just the Ninja Turtles, the yeah. Power Rangers, you know <laughs> what I mean? We were like on top of the world. I mean, we still feel it. We talk to each other every day still, you know? So um, that moment was like, all right, this is it. You know what I mean? And of course, you have the feelings of like, I want to do these with my friends. I want to start something else. But, you know, with people, it was a group full of leaders. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we just weren't able to work together on a lot of things. And that, I learned a lot from that. I mean, they, we all remain best friends, but everyone honestly went off and did equal, equally dope stuff. Yeah. We got an actor who I've seen in, in, he was like small roles in movies. We have... Uh, do you got? Do you know who um, Mosi is or Gutta? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that he's one of my brothers too. Uh, Taiwan Williams, X dances with Jabba now, and it's like X and Janae dances with Jabba now, and everyone is just like still close. So mm -hmm. to me, that that was the point that I think honestly I could say for everybody, that was like, yeah, we're doing this. We're doing this, but regardless if it's just us or or me alone, or whoever, whatever it is, we're doing this. <laughs> you know now, I mean? now, you bring up something, and this is, I think I see this a lot of times where people get into groups and it doesn't go right. <laughs> it goes bad. What was the biggest thing that you took out of that, a group of people that are still your friends today? Because a lot of times that's not the story, right? The group breaks yeah. up, they, 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 don't, they don't keep in contact. But what was the lesson that you learned coming out of that, not being able to work together anymore? I learned I learned how to play to play roles on a team. Me my mentality now with my clarity now if we were still in our early 20s dancing together, I would know how to play the lead role or the supporting role, you know? Mm. And now I would know how to recognize when those times I need to play those roles, right? And and a big thing is honesty, a big thing is compromise, and a big thing is honesty, transparency, fairness. And those, those are the big things for me, where it's like, you may not like it, but it's fair. I learned that a lot, just working with them. And I mean, we still do a lot together. If, if we had an opportunity to do things as a crew, we would probably do it. But we just don't have practices every day. Every, yeah, every, right. Every few days. But yeah, I learned like, you know, that a little part of puzzle pieces can create a bigger picture, you know. And back then, everyone was just a leader. And you know, sometimes I didn't know how to play my supporting role. Sometimes I didn't know how to play my lead role. So those times I didn't step up. Sometimes I didn't step down. Mm. And recognizing those situations are probably what I learned the most from, from all of that, you know. Yeah, that's a valuable lesson right there. You, you had made mention of the fact that, you know, you kind of, when you got into with Goodfellas, like you realized, oh man, this, this, I, I want to do this. But let yeah. me ask you this, what did I want to do this mean to you? Because I think that means different things to everybody else, right? So what was that for you at that time? And I'm going to, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I had no idea. <laughs> it, it, the mentality at that time was like, whatever comes in my way, whatever avenue I need to go down, I'm going to do this. Whatever makes me happy, whatever makes me fulfilled, I'm going to do this. And if you would have asked me back then, I have i would have had no clue 
beyond beyond six months to a year, I would have no clue on what I wanted to do. It was never talked about with me. Like I never really brought it up as much because I honestly was scared of it because mm. in, in the back of my head, I knew I didn't know. Okay. And it's kind of like jumping into darkness. You know what I mean? You don't know where you're yeah. going to end up, but and, it was good. And it was good. Blind, uh, blind risks taken. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing what you know now, how do you feel about like, cause I feel like there's a lot of creatives out there right now that are like, man, I just want to do this, but they don't take time to define what this is. Do you right. feel like that kind of hindered your progress a little bit? Or do you feel like that helped your progress? I mean, the only reason why I would say it helped is because uh, the things that I would usually blame, mm. I also think. If I wasn't thinking that way, I wouldn't have wandered into this location. Sure. Right? So now that I wandered into this area, mind space, headspace that I'm at now, it's like, oh, I'm glad I was a little lost because if I knew switching up or if like if my love went to something different, switching up would be a harder transition and then I would just settle. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I don't want to transition. I'm good. So it's like, I'm kind of happy that I wandered. And when I, where I wound up, it's my clarity literally right now is everything that I've learned, I'm putting to use now. Mm. So everything that I've gained skill wise is something I'm putting it all into in Unlocker style now. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, oh, we run into an issue. Oh, you need that? Oh, okay. Well, I've been video editing for this for me and my crew this whole time so i can edit that oh i can photoshop that oh i can make our logo oh i can you know what i mean and it's like now i'm just becoming the role of everyone on a team you know what i mean and at, before unlock your star brought these guys on uh i mean they were dancing with me like you know what i mean i had small crews there and there um some were good fellas too before that i didn't really believe in a team i was like hey mm -hmm. i can do it all what i learned my lesson then is time Time is so valuable that mm. sometimes you need people to to get there. And I may have to like teach them some things to get there, but when it saves the time, we all have time to do more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. more productivity, just everything's more consistent. So let me ask you this. Where was that point? Because I feel like a lot of people get super concerned about I can't bring on a team because I can't afford it. Or you right. know, I've been work I've been working this hard, so I don't know if I want to give up the little bit of money that I'm getting now. I don't want to divvy it up. What have you found is the benefit of bringing on a team, and how did you get to the mentality of realizing that that was an investment, not an expense? Right. One of the big things. So the people I brought on specifically, it's funny because I'm about to talk about them, and they're right here. <laughs> the people that I brought on specifically it, it's very specific people in different parts of my life and and all of them here can probably get where that was I put them on this team because for one I moved to LA for about a year and a half and it was 2018 to 2019 changed my whole game it changed the whole game for me and it's something that involves sharing a specific mentality and perspective that these guys' names popped up. And I was like, you know what? Something in me is like, hey, guys, do you guys want to learn this type of stuff? Do you guys want to get into this perspective that I'm in? Do you guys want to get motivated in this way? Do you guys want to build this brand? I mean, these fools were just super down. It started off with that. It started off with me wanting to pass down stuff that I picked up in L.A. And um, it wasn't like... I need a cameraman. 
can you come in and do this for me? I literally, we stepped into a room and I was like, okay, hey, uh, Damien, you be the cameraman. Knowing that he like kind of dabbles in cameras, you know? I'd be like, hey, cameraman, there's, there's, there's a guy here where it's like, he's thinking about editing videos. And I'm like, oh, you want to? All right, well, let's sit down. I'll show you what I do. I'll show you how, you know, the different foundations. So it's like, we're going together. But my main focus was like giving these guys this perspective that essentially made me happy every single day of my life. Like it's this perspective that knowing that everything's going to be good because it's like a super big can of worms. But I, I, I essentially approach life as if I have control because I do. Right. There's this, this thing I say where it says you're in, I picked this up somewhere in L.A., but you're in charge of your mind therefore your results. Right. Mm -hmm. You're yep. in charge of your mind and you can control your emotions. You can control your results. I bring this on to all of them and, and I put myself in my own environment and I'm getting them to be a part of this environment. Ever since I brought it on to them, we've been meeting up two times a week, every week for the last three, four months. Mm -hmm. Freaking videos out the woo-ha, you know what I mean? So it kind of started with that. I made everyone clear with transparency that there is no money. Early on, I try to feed them as much as I can. I try to give them as much financial stuff, bought a few t-shirts, you know what I mean? But it's like, it, it's it's transparency. Like I would understand if I was out here balling because there's, there's so, I cannot wait to give them like a fat salary, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, right now we're just focusing on the passion part of it. You know, the clarity's there, the passion's there and put in the freaking hard work and, and you know, we're just going to keep going until we get what we need. Uh, now I call them, I, when I said earlier, I was taking blind risks. Now they're calculated risks. Yeah. I only take a risk now when I know there's an outcome for it. Because yeah. if I don't know the outcome, I mean, what? I don't even know where I'm going. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. Now I set an outcome and now all there is is literal steps and a map on its way to that outcome. And it's just time now that we need, you know? Yeah. 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 It sounds very similar to what, you know, we started doing with worldwide dance challenges, just, you know, it's about the vision and being good about helping everybody understand how the vision serves their purpose. Right. Because right. we're all working for a purpose. I'd love to chat a little bit now because you just said it too. You were out in LA for a year and a half. You came back, you know, when did you transition your thought process from, okay, I want to be a dancer to wait, there's this other side of everything yeah. being an entrepreneur. Right. And you went from, you know, dancer to, you know, building a brand now called unlock your style. Talk, talk to us a little bit. Where was that moment for you where you realized that there was more to this game than just dancing? Two parts. The first part of that that realization was realizing I wasn't... We can cuss on this podcast? <laughs> You're good. <laughs> realizing I wasn't shit. I come from Sacramento, and I was doing pretty well in Sacramento as a dancer. Finals, if not finals, win the jams. Come to L.A., and I realized that I am about this big. Mm. nobody knows who I am people maybe saw me somewhere but still introduced themselves and I realized that every every best in every city comes to one city to dance so <laughs> yep. I'm like all right so I'm not shit all right cool that's one part second part pandemic you realize that how expendable dancing is in the industry 
right? You realize studios that's been up for years has to close now. You realize that dancers have to step up and be their own brand now because nobody can go to a studio to dance anymore. So as dancers, we have to hold our own and be our own brand and be our own avenue for people who are new to reach out to. Maybe now companies, maybe now anybody else that used to hire job, hire people for jobs just because of the studio they danced for, the agency they danced for, all that's gone to shit because what? You can't even hang out with more than how many people six feet away from each other. And so the second part, the beginning of the pandemics when Unlock really started because I was like, all right, you can't come to dance anymore. So we're gonna read dance to y'all. Because again, coming back to the word of convenience, let me give you guys the convenience for dance. So it kind of gave us that thought with building the brand of like, oh, okay, that's fine. We got to do a little extra walking, but instead of, you know, meeting you halfway, we got to meet towards you, but that's fine. We don't have, I mean, essentially we don't have studios that charge a grip and pay their teachers a quarter of a grip. (laughs) (laughs) Now we don't have to compete with them anymore because now I'm paying, I'm charging my rates. Yeah. I want to do. And I'm showing you what I do with no one breathing down my neck, you know? So, I mean, kind of like the pandemic, I was just talking about this with them last week where the pandemic gave dancers two decisions. You either see it as a um, disadvantage or you see it as an opportunity, right? The first month, the first month of pandemic, I was in depressed mode. I was like, damn, dude, we can't do shit. I can't talk to people. I mean, I can't see people. I can't session anymore. Like, what's up? I wasn't labbing. I wasn't doing nothing. And knowing me, I was like, nah, forget that. Like, it's time. Like, you got to get up. If you were given a, uh, if you were given a, uh, what's that word? Handicap? Yeah. Go, go a different direction, right? Um, Something I learned a lot last year was like Jackie Chan. When he does his fight scenes, he always gives himself like a handicap. Mm -hmm. If you watch every Jackie Chan fight scenes, Oh, one of his hands, his hands are tied together. Oh, there's a yep. bomb in his mouth. Oh, he's hung up on a, on a ceiling. There's always a disadvantage for him, right? And that's what makes it pop off, essentially. That's what makes the fight scene pop off. So I, took, I looked at it like that. I was like, all right, well, we can't meet up. Okay, so the team will just wear masks. We'll stay clean, super clean with hand sanitizer. And we will provide content and videos for people who can't meet up at all. That was another big thing earlier this year because that awesome. changed the whole world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you just say, that, yeah. that rocked your world too. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it was, it was a, it's bittersweet. Look, you're starting something new that could be something that's your highlight of the rest of your life now mm-hmm. because of it, right? Yep. Me too. So yeah. yeah, it's bittersweet, but I mean, shoot. People like us, we, we we thrive in places like this where it's like, all right, well, you're going to tie my hands around my back? Cool. I'll just use the hell out of my legs. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's yep. all it is. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So let's uh, let's chat a little bit about Unlock Your Style. What What is Unlock Your Style all about, and what was the reason why you created it? So Unlock Your Style is unlocking one's personal style, right? I, I explain that everyone has their own foundation first before learning the foundations of other styles. 
Okay, so what I do is I teach people formulas and I allow people to input their own variables to get their own answer. When dancers go to class, they a lot of times uh, with the mentality expect just the answers. Give me the answers, give me the answers. Even when you go to school, they just give you the answers, right? They just give you, all right, well, the answer is this, this, and that. But when you head to math and they start teaching you formulas, all of a sudden it's hard for everyone, or not everyone, but for me. Mm-hmm. But um, I like to teach formulas and give somebody the opportunity to find themselves first because when they lay their own foundation out, everything on top of that can be any style you learn from because when you now with this mentality, when you take a class, may it be a popping class, house class, crunk class, you understand why, the reason. Okay, why is their hands up here? Why is their feet placed here? Okay, I understand that. Now, level it up. What can I do to evolve it? What can I do to change it? What can I, what can I do to make it me, you know? So Unlock Your Style, it helps people find their own. I have five phases in Unlock Your Style. It's foundation and technique, concepts, character work, and situational training. And what situational training is, is if I were to tell one of my students that a hive of bees is chasing them, they would dance, they would move completely different than if they, I didn't tell them that. So character work, situational training, then I have battle tactics and cipher etiquette. And then phase five is application, which is applying that to dance, applying it to life, applying it to wherever you need it to be applied to. Those five phases, I give you just the most formulas I've ever created in my life. Like I, it's almost, I call them cheat codes almost because it's like, you can have a dancer take class by one person for 10 years. Once you give them something with slightly, someone with slightly different movement, they have the hardest time. But once you recognize how your body can move, where it can go, what's its strengths, its weaknesses, you could pick up whatever you want. And now it's a playground. Now you just have a giant sandbox and you're just living in it. And you're just like, all right, well, what is that? Life feet? All right, let's get it. Oh, was that Chicago footwork? All right, let's learn it. It cuts the whole 10,000 hours to master something, right? I put it in quotes because I stopped believing that. Yeah, 10,000 hours is if you never put in that 10,000 hours first with yourself. After that, you don't even need 10,000 hours. I'll take that back too. Like once you realize yourself, anything's a breeze, man. Like I'm telling you, like as long as you just know what you, you're capable of and in charge of your mind, you're good. You have any outcome you can get. So Unlocker Style, it went from a workshop to private training to now I have online tutorials, Patreon memberships, video series with guest dancers that try out different challenges, turning that into other avenues of products that we're going to reach out to different demographics. And we turn into this all around brand where it's like, hey, unlock your style with dance, but there's no word dance in unlock your style. We don't have to just unlock your style with dance. Maybe there's somebody out there who can't, I don't know, be confident in public speaking, who someone who can't talk to girls or someone who talk, can't talk to guys or unlock your style can can just be a mindset you know what I mean and it's slowly turning into this this brand of just improvement that's it just improvement of course we're, we're sticking to dance because I mean that's what we know yeah that's what we can relate to it's just a completely different perspective on dance that I'm bringing in it's kind of hard to get under it's, it's kind of hard to be understood at first because it's a really abstract look at dance. 
there's no there's not that many there's no rules there's no specific things you have to do like compared to, to styles like ballet you know like there's there's nothing specific you have to do it's just are you okay with yourself or not do you love yourself that much <laughs> you know what i mean so that's what it's turning into (laughs) and there's a lot of value to that because you know i've spent i've spent a lot of years um understanding the value of personal growth and development i have this formula that i was taught belief plus action equals results now you can take an action all crazy yeah you can take an action all day long but if your belief system is not up to date with that action that action is going to give you a crappy result doesn't matter if you use the same actions that Richard Branson did to build Virgin, uh, his Virgin Empire, right? It all starts with your mind. So that's why I love what you're talking about with Unlock Your Styles. It does completely relate to everything else besides dance. It relates to life, period. If you don't first understand the value and believe the value that you bring as a human before anything else, you're dead in the water. Um, that's crazy because I, I learned passion plus uh, clarity equals outcome. Okay. So it's, just, yeah. it's, it's like, it's when you said that, I was like, yo, that's crazy. Cause I, that kind of like blew my mind. Cause it, it's, it's just a whole thing of being in charge. That's it. That's it. I, I've been studying this, this like psych psychology type thing, but it's not yep. really psychology, but I've been studying a lot into it and it kind of just opened my head up like, Oh damn. Like, like, for example, you know, like, you know, when everyone watches Gary Vee and stuff, right. Yep. And yep. Don't ask Gary Vee a question like I'm this age and how come I haven't done this? Thing? And yeah. literally every time he'll say shit like, why don't you just do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm watching this. I'm like, yo, like at first you're like, what? Like, that's the answer. Like, why don't you just do it? And after researching what I researched, it, it was like, yo, like, you're right. <laughs> why don't you just do it? But what he doesn't talk about on social media is that the clarity of what you're doing isn't just as important. Yes. Right. So it's like, yeah, just do it. But also, do you know what you're doing? Do you know mm-hmm. what you want? At mm-hmm. least know what your outcome is. Like, yeah. Cause everything else then is just passion drive driven, you yep. know? Yep. So that's 100%. crazy. You say that. That's yeah, we're going to have more talks off the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, man, uh, I appreciate you so much coming on uh, this this show. And, brother, if people want to find you, what is the best way that they can connect with you, social media, how do they find you, all that kind of stuff? Uh, so every, every social media, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Patreon, everything is just Unlock Your Style. Um, the website's unlockyourstyle.co. Anything on social media, concept with a K, XV, 15. That's me. All right, Social security number is... Uh... <laughs> well, listen, man, uh, we appreciate the value you bring uh, to the listeners on this. Um, I know that uh, people uh, are going to get a ton out of this. I appreciate what you're doing in the dance community. I'm excited appreciate to see you, what, where Unlock Your Styles goes. And uh, yeah. And yeah, man, it's going to be a wild ride. But until next time, man. All right, All right brother. Thank you for listening to another episode of the My Creative District podcast with your host, Jesse Paul Smith. Here, we turn your passion into profit. Follow us on Facebook and stay tuned for another episode of the My Creative District podcast.